0: Hey, a Seeking Plum. I'm apologizing in advance because I'm having some allergy issues. There's a storm rolling in tomorrow, and apparently we're having snow. Yes, in September. I'm not looking forward to it. So I swear I'm a glutton for punishment, and even I'm getting annoyed with myself. I picked up that damn Socrates book again. Yes, I went back a few pages again. So I think I mentioned in passing the other day that Socrates seems to have this notion that we gained knowledge before we were born. Now, it's not quite clear when exactly this knowledge slipped our minds, but it, it no longer is with us once we are born, or it is and we've forgotten it. Well, his theory is, is that we know it, but we spend our lifetime recollecting it, Okay, this does not add up for me. And even saying those words makes me feel like an idiot. I mean, this is Socrates and who am I? So initially he's talking about like absolute goodness and uprightness and equality. And I think he even mentions holiness in there, those kinds of things, okay? But he doesn't at any point delineate that there's any other kind of learning no other definition of learning so this makes my gears turn does this mean that before i was born i had the knowledge of rocket science but i have not yet recollected it that i have the knowledge of every language on this planet but i have not yet recollected them quite frankly i don't think that i am capable of wrapping my head around every single language spoken on this planet. If if I am even in the right ballpark, I think there are thousands that are spoken. The other implication there is also with this idea he has is that there is nothing new. There's no way to learn anything new. It's all been, I guess I'm using a different definition of learning, but there's Everything has been gained, all of the knowledge has been gained prior, so no new knowledge can be gained according to his understanding then. Just every generation forever and ever is spending time recollecting. It sort of seems like, why? To what end? And, and then going back, if I really have all of this knowledge already in my brain and I do know all of these languages and I do know rocket science and I can solve all of these problems of the world because the knowledge is locked up inside my brain, then it kind of makes me feel like, well, what kind of a failure am I if I can't unlock it, you know? I mean, I don't really believe that, so don't don't think that. <laughs> but really, like that's the implication behind it, right? I mean, we could roll this all back and say that he is talking about just concepts, but he does go and talk about equality being not just uh, equality as a conceptual thing, but equality as a measurement, equality taken in by our senses. And if he's going to roll it back to something simple like that, and being able to measure uh, two sticks side by side, then surely he could also say that I have prior knowledge of carpentry. I don't, or I have prior knowledge of rocket science, and I don't. Even the idea of of a prior knowledge of what's good or right or fair. I don't know that we even have that prior. Okay, so I was sort of getting off topic there. I also got hung up on the word recollection instead of the word learning. So just to recap, his definition of learning is to recollect, but we're still talking about learning. So I still have questions about this. If we have all of this knowledge Prior to being born, regardless of my specific brain's capacity, I should be able to learn anything, right? I mean, I have the knowledge, right? It's just a matter of spending enough time, enough hard work, effort to unlock it. But if we push it hard enough, I'm not sure that that's true. I'm sure you could find some topic that if you put in front of me that no matter how much time I spent studying it, maybe I couldn't wrap my head around it. I'm sure there's a topic we could put in front of you that you might find the same way. It's kind of like going back to the languages. If I sat down to study, could I study and learn a number of languages? Sure. If I spent my lifetime studying Could I learn every language on the planet? I don't know that that's even feasible. Apart from the huge number of languages, I'm not sure that not just my brain, but any brain is capable of handling that. I mean, that's really a quantity thing, but even if it wasn't a quantity thing and it was more of a complex uh, topic, it's sort of the same thing. Okay, next question. So Socrates says that, you know, all of this knowledge is known before we're born. And I said, well, if that's true, then basically there is no new knowledge to be gained. So how does this exactly work? What happens if a generation goes by where someone does not, quote, recollect something? What if one generation becomes two? Or more? Will that knowledge bubble up at some time down the line? Like where does this, where does this knowledge live? And then by the same token, is it possible then that in this great reservoir of information, of knowledge, that there is some quantum um, mechanical engine out there that we could have like a a, a Star Trek engine for a spaceship today, instead of like a hundred or two hundred years from now. Do you know what I mean? Like, really? That that are you telling me that Socrates believes that maybe this this information exists somewhere, and we just have not uh, recollected it yet? <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe this sounds ridiculous to you. <laughs> I guess I just I want to figure this out. Like, how how is the if this if this great reservoir of information exists, how is it dribbled out? Right? Like when when is it held back and when is it it it, it teased out? Like when are when are we gonna get these future answers? Like when is the cure for cancer coming? You know? When are we going to get that, that spaceship to fly to Mars that will be able to transport like hundreds of people at once? And instead of taking, you know, a long time to get there, it takes us maybe a day or hours. Where is that? Where is that knowledge? When, it, when is it going to pop up? When are we going to re- recollect it? <laughs> I told you it was um, the last time I put up an episode that if I was sitting at his knee, he, <laughs> he would find me extremely frustrating, and, and, and here's why, I'd ask all these annoying stupid questions. I, I can't help myself, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, so uh, any thoughts, anything you'd like to say? Uh, give me a call. (laughs) I'd like to hear. Or, you know, put a comment in the discussion. (laughs) Let me know. So in the previous segments, I made some assumptions. The way Socrates talked about and Plato writes about this absolute understanding of things, it seemed to be this alternate reality, if you will. And in this alternate reality was all of this knowledge. I just then ended up calling it a reservoir, for lack of a better term. So there's this place of perfect knowledge, wherever that might be, and before we're born, we gain knowledge from it. During our life, then we recollect that knowledge, and when we pass, then supposedly that knowledge out of our death becomes life again, at least that's what I understood. It seemed to be a cycle, but I didn't see where he was going with it. He threw a real monkey wrench my way. Okay, so we're talking about learning and recollection and so that knowledge, but then he starts talking about, you know, what happens to the body and the soul when you die, okay, fine the body degrades and it wastes away. But in his mind, the soul is constant. It is invariable. It does not change. He seems to think that the soul will be punished for bad conduct in the past until it is once more in a human body. And so He thinks that if you were a glutton or you were selfish or a drunk, then your soul may end up in a donkey or another, quote, perverse animal. If you preferred a life of irresponsible lawlessness and violence, then you might end up in a wolf or a hawk. Here's the interesting one for you. He thought the happiest people might end up in bees, wasps, and ants, or they might even end up back in the human race. Okay, so after that monkey wrench, whether this is a linear thing or a cycle, if we recollect knowledge, that means we're carrying it with us. So it's traveling along this path, again, linear or cycle. So if our soul is moving from human to animal to insect and maybe eventually at some point back to human, that means the knowledge is too, right? So how does that work? I guess some of my earlier questions are moot um, with respect to what he thinks. If our knowledge comes from this perfect, a source, this alternate reality of perfection, then it doesn't matter whether there is a generation or two or whatever that doesn't recollect something. Because there is that perfect source, it will always be there. But some of my other questions still stand. I'm back to this idea of, of our soul traveling to other species and possibly back to the human race I suppose if you believe this then maybe if we are tapping knowledge out of this perfect source then maybe depending on what animal, insect or whatever we are we only tap out the amount and type of knowledge we need when we need it so if I'm going to be a cat in my next life, then maybe I only tap out what's needed for that life. This is all really bizarre. It's not that some of these ideas are foreign to me. It's that I didn't expect to find them in writings about Socrates, I guess. It's a mesh of a bunch of ideas that are blending and I I don't know what to do with all of that. It's not adding up for me. (laughs) Ha! Maybe his perspective is one I will never be able to, quote, recollect. It's been roughly 15 hours or so since I recorded my last segment. Thinking back on everything I said and thought, I went all over the place with this. Did Socrates have some valid points? Was I completely off the wall? And on and on. I thought to sort of wrap things up, I'd sort of lay out where I've sort of ended up at. I'm sure this isn't where I might end up maybe a few days from now or weeks from now or who knows, but it's where I'm at now. In a previous episode, I talked about how we have this idea based on things that Socrates and Plato talked about that there is this perfect alternate place and from those perfect absolute ideas come our imperfect understandings the imperfect circle or sphere or imperfect understanding of equality and so on and I also mentioned at that point that maybe we have it backwards Maybe our world is just plain imperfect and we want there to be a perfect elsewhere and so we've just imagined that it exists. So I'm not entirely sold that that this alternate reality of perfection exists. But okay, I'm gonna pretend that maybe it does work that way, because because I don't know. I mean maybe it does. Maybe this is where we get our ideas from. Maybe this, is, maybe this is how it works. And he's spent a lot more time thinking about this than I have. Okay, so a perfect source of knowledge. I'm going to temporarily buy into this idea. But I have to say that so far, there's nothing that he's presented that has sold me on the idea of reincarnation. And there's nothing that I've read elsewhere that has sold me on this idea either. However, if I'm buying into this alternate, perfect source of knowledge, and that we have access to it before we're born, and we are recollecting that knowledge throughout our life, I think I've come to a place where I see each one of us as just imperfect conduits. If that is some sort of perfect realm, or whatever you want to call it, and this is the imperfect, then of course, as he mentioned, our senses are imperfect. We are entirely imperfect. Every mind has a different capacity to uncover knowledge or recollect that knowledge, learn it. I'm still figuring this out. At one point, I thought that maybe this view was dehumanizing that it made us smaller and almost meaningless, but I think that that was a mistake. I'm still not sure that I buy completely into this whole view, but I can see that there is some, um, still some human value to it. Sometimes even the youngest child can learn something that the brightest adult misses. And of course, the brightest adult learns things that many of us don't. But that's the beauty of humankind. Not thinking about this perfect source of knowledge, but thinking about us as individuals and how we, quote, recollect or how we learn, how we uncover that knowledge. It's really quite lovely. Anyway. I will stop rambling at you and wrap it up here. And my, my hope and endeavor is to um, maybe put aside some of these philosoph- uh, philosophical ramblings for a bit because I'm sure you are tired of hearing me pontificate on these things. So, um, yeah, I think that's it for, for these things for a little bit. Thank you for listening as always.